0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, do you know that your team is not eliminated from the playoffs going into week 18? Oh my goodness. We're not talking draft position anymore, my friends. A new day has dawned as the Steelers are closer to the American Football Conference Tournament. You know, they're not quite there yet. They are currently the ninth seed Out of seven teams getting in, so there is definitely a chance for this team. And back on October 31st, the day after the Halloween Massacre, yes, that bludgeoning to the Philadelphia Eagles, it looked like all we were going to talk about is how close the Steelers can get to that number one pick. And now we're talking about getting into the playoffs. It's not done yet. But I like to think that the Steelers had it all along. My dad gave me a call right after the post-game show yesterday, and he said they had it all along, and he started to laugh. (laughs) It makes you think that maybe the Steelers had a plan all along, and this was a part of the plan. Did they just get lucky? Yeah, probably. Did they just improve? Absolutely. Absolutely it's feeling good maybe i should tell you who i am i'm brian anthony davis i'm the podcast producer here at behind the and yeah i'm excited too i'm a maryland resident and so bad language is so much better when the steelers beat the baltimore ravens you know when you live in ratbird country as i do as dave schofield does as jeff hartman does We see a lot of purple in our lives. We see a lot of purple walking down the street. There's still a lot of black and gold here, though, too. Don't think that there isn't, because the black and gold still have a presence here in the old line state. But all I'm saying is it feels so much better when you live in enemy territory. And it's only enemy territory when the Ravens are doing well, because when the Ravens aren't doing well, they kind of go away. They kind of go into the woodwork. They come out like roaches. It's the Baltimore Roaches. Uh, That would be good. I mean, gosh, they're more like roaches than rat birds anyways. Yeah, I think that's my new name, Baltimore Roaches. I like that. Well, let's go ahead and talk about this. Did the Steelers have a plan? No. Like I said earlier, Mike Tomlin's plan was for this team to improve. We talked about this not being a rebuild. We talked about it during the draft. We talked about it. When Ben Roethlisberger retired and a lot of people insisted it was a rebuild. Well, people like me had egg on their face and said, all right, you know what? It is a rebuild now, but when you're rebuilt only takes eight games, that makes you feel a whole lot better. That is what is the difference between the Pittsburgh Steelers and everybody else. Now, are they, Super Bowl contenders? No, they're not. They're not. So the rebuild's not done. They still have work to do. But when you think of how long it took the Cincinnati Bengals to put together a viable contender and how it's taking the Steelers no time at all to get back to the playoffs possibly, well, that's what has got to make you feel like this team is on a different plane. They're in another dimension. That is your Pittsburgh Steelers. And for those of you, I know, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I think some of you people have been rooting for Mike Tomlin to be under 500 for the season to say that that streak is over. Look, that streak means nothing to Mike Tomlin. He doesn't care. It doesn't. I know a lot of us care more because a lot of us can go ahead and make excuses when things don't go right. A lot of us can go ahead and say, well, You know, it's over now. Well, no, it's not. And he has a chance to have another non losing and a winning season because he can't go eight and eight. He's eight and eight now, but he can go eight, eight, and one. He could go nine, eight, and one. Or he can go eight and nine. And I I still think there's some people rooting for eight and nine because they think, but bad. It's inevitable. They're gonna go to the playoffs and they're gonna get cracked. Oh, come on. When you have a team like Kenny Pickett leading the Pittsburgh Steelers as a rookie with ice water in his veins, comeback Kenny, or Big Ken, as he's being called after last night's game, getting those two comebacks in a row, two late wins with less than a minute. Well, you got to start thinking that they're ahead of schedule. And you've got to start thinking that this is a team that even though still have to add, they still have a lot of work to do. They're on the rise. And it's time to say that they got it right with Kenny Pickett. So there may have been a plan. And this might be Hannibal Smith from the A-team. I could see Mike Tomlin chomping on a cigar saying, I love it when a plan comes together. And that's kind of what, how I'm feeling right now. I'm just feeling like the rebuild is ahead of schedule. And they're rebuilding on the fly. They're rebuilding with a chance to be in the playoffs. And man, I would love to be talking about another playoff game next week. Next week at this time, I would love to talk about it. What has got to happen? Well, not as much in past years. In 1989, the Steelers had to have the Colts, the Raiders, and the Bengals all lose on Christmas weekend, and they had to beat the Buccaneers just to squeak into the playoffs. It was a 16 field. They did, and they had a miraculous and amazing win against the Houston Oilers. In the wild card game, almost, they lost 24-23 to in the divisional round in Denver with a double doink by Denver that went in for a field war or they would have won that game. It, just amazing stuff that year. A Mark stock drop that was, was terrible, but they needed a lot of help and they got it a few years ago. They needed the bills to beat the jets. And that's exactly what happened. Now you have 2013, the Ryan Suckup year. Oh, damn you. Ryan suck up. But that was a team that started off 0-4 as the Steelers. Then they were 2-6. Then they almost made it. They had to beat the Browns in the snow on the final week of the season, which they did. Then they had to go ahead and have, I believe, Cincinnati beat the Ravens, which happened. They had to have two other teams lose. And two other teams lost. And then the San Diego Chargers had to lose to the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City sat everybody and still almost won. That's why I still hate Andy Reid to this day, even though he's doing his job right. And what happens? They just miss out on the field. And Dave Schofield says this all the time. Jeff Hartman says this all the time. It's the hot team at the end that you look at in the playoffs when two number four seeds go to the Super Bowl last year and a number four seed wins it in the Los Angeles Rams you know that hot teams at the end will do it the question is how hot are the Pittsburgh Steelers they only beat one playoff team I guess you could say they feasted on teams like the Raiders and the Falcons and the Saints and Well, they beat the Buccaneers. They're a playoff team. They beat Cincinnati at the beginning of the season. They're a playoff team. So they've beaten some playoff teams. That's good news. But down the stretch, Carolina Panthers, they don't count. They're not a playoff team. So down the stretch, you got to think that they've got to beat a team that's really good. And you don't know how depleted the Baltimore Ravens were. My goodness, the Baltimore Ravens only had two receptions by receivers. And that's 18 yards. Two nine-yard receptions. Deshaun Jackson and Demarcus Robinson. One for nine. One catch for nine. Now, Mark Andrews killed him, But they gave up Mark Andrews. Anybody busting on Terrell Edmonds today, stop. He was on an island as they went to stop the run. They sought out to stop the run. They only gave up 120 yards to the Baltimore Ravens. They only gave up 24 to Tyler Huntley. Man, I tell you what, they looked at the tapes. They studied. I don't think they went home. These coaches on the defensive side of the ball did an amazing job. And I'm not saying that Matt Canada did not do a great job. I, he put together a plan for them to win that game. Now, there was a high level of predictability again. But when the running game was that fantastic as the Steelers were, man, Najee Harris, that is a dude. So is Jalen Warren as a dude. We're going to talk about rushing yards in a little bit. But the Steelers came out and they knocked over a playoff team. And I don't care what direction that playoff team is going in. They did. So now they got to beat the Cleveland Browns. Easier said than done. But I really think the Steelers will be favorites in this game. I think the Steelers are better than the Browns. It's at home, so that's good news. You worry a whole lot more if they have to go to Cleveland for that. And then you got to get help. Last year, you had to get help too. I didn't talk about last year when I was talking about the other times you needed help. You would have the lowly Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Indianapolis Colts. And they did. (laughs) I mean, my goodness, they did. And then the Steelers got in. Now, Steelers are trying to get in again. They need help from the teams. That they needed to lose yesterday. It's funny. They needed the Jets to lose yesterday. The Jets lost. Now they got to turn around and say, all right, we rooted against you last week. We need to root for you this week. Please go out and beat the Miami Dolphins who lost to the New England Patriots. We were rooting for the New England Patriots. Now the New England Patriots have to lose to the Buffalo Bills this week. So, for those of you who had a hard time rooting for the New England Patriots, you don't have to do it this week. Now you have to root for them to lose. So, that means you have to root for Buffalo tonight, being Monday night, to beat Cincinnati because Buffalo needs something to play for next week. If they lose to Cincinnati, they don't have something to play for. That's what a lot of people are saying. But I think. I don't think so. I think that Buffalo, if they lose to Cincinnati, they're going to come out gangbusters because you don't want to go into the playoffs losing two in a row. You just don't. So that's what you need to happen. You need to have the Steelers win. You need to have Buffalo beat the New England Patriots and the New York Jets. And I know you're going, oh, no, not the Jets. We got to rely on the Jets. Beating the Miami Dolphins, Jets defense is tough. And that's the best unit on the field. The problem you have if you're a Miami Dolphins fan, I would be uh, really surprised if Tua plays because Tua, this is third concussion, he's in the protocol. I don't expect him to be playing in this football game. And that's a decision that uh, it's smart to make. You're going with Skylar Thompson because Teddy Bridgewater can't grip a football because he broke fingers. Well, so there's definitely a chance, and I hate the Dumb and Dumber quote now because we're overusing it like crazy. Even though it's a fantastic movie, the first one, any of the sequels, garbage. But yeah, one in a million is a chance. It is now. They went from 2% chance yesterday, the Pittsburgh Steelers, to a 6% chance before the game against the Ravens. Now they have, looks like a 15% chance to make the playoffs. Still a 15% chance. To me, it feels higher. I'm optimistic that things can fall into place. Am I daring calling this team a team of destiny? I still don't think they're going to win it all. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I feel good about it. So I'm I'm calling all the all the pieces of the puzzle to fit just right. That's it. So I love it when a plan comes together. And that's what it seems is happening right now. We are going to go ahead and take a break. We are going to talk about my predictions. Everybody here at BTSC's predictions and the over and under predictions, and we're going to be accountable for what we got right. Oh, we're gonna brag on what we got right, and we're gonna mention that, ah, yeah, we were wrong when we got it wrong, and that's next on BTSC. This is bad language. We'll be back right after.
1: The worst looking man you've ever
0: seen. There I am on the subway train. Well, that subway train go to the playoffs. Oh my gosh, that is the hope. That is the wish. That is the new year's resolution. Wow, I tell you what, I am feeling good on day number two of 2023. Because once again, the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Baltimore Ravens 16 to 13. Man, this is Harry Potter beating Lord Voldemort. This is Rocky beating Apollo, even though Apollo became our friend in the end. This is Seinfeld. this is Jerry busting on Newman. This is it. this or the this is the Smurfs overcoming Gargamel. And that jerk cat, Azrael. That's why I don't like cats. I'm afraid of cats. I hate cats. They freak me out. And I think Azrael, back in 1980, screwed me up big time. Damn you, Azrael! Gargamel, you're just... Man, I'd fight Gargamel right now. I think I could beat Gargamel. Baker Mayfield, Gargamel, doesn't matter. Even though Baker Mayfield's a non-factor anymore. I still hold grudges. All right, let's do this. Who do I hate more than the Baltimore Ravens? Nobody. Jeff Hartman and I actually fight on how much we hate the Baltimore Ravens. Who hates the Baltimore Ravens more? Well, actually, we don't fight about it. I fight about it. Jeff claims that he hates the Baltimore Ravens more than anybody. And I'm like, not so fast, my friend. Hold my beer. Man, I was getting livid during that game just looking at Harbaugh. I was really livid after that play and you're like okay there are a lot of plays bad no the touchdown pass after the garbage penalty and it was a garbage penalty Ronnie Stanley was pulling down Cam Hayward he got busted for it and I'm going to say this now you know I love to talk about professional wrestling that was one of the classic professional wrestling storylines Yesterday on the sidelines, you know, when something happens and you accidentally super kick your tag team partner in the face, that always seemed, that never happens. Those mistakes never happen when the team's in harmony, but oh man, when, when they're, they're planning that split and someone's turning heel and Shawn Michaels is going to throw Marty Jannetty through a glass barbershop window classic. When that's about to happen, y'all know it. So on the sidelines, you have Minka giving Cam the business. You even had NFL Network, Maurice Jones-Drew and some other guys saying Cam knows better. He shouldn't be doing that. Then they weren't watching the the damn game. They weren't. Collinsworth was sticking up for you. Now, I'm one of the few people that love Collinsworth. But when Chris Collins were sides with the Pittsburgh Steelers, as he did a lot in that game, you take a look at it and you're like, whoa, yeah, the, the Steelers are definitely right on this one. Everybody knew it. That was the ultimate move, ultimate heel move by the Baltimore Ravens and Wang Harbs. It, it was a dick move, and we know that. But the thing about it, they they made it work. They definitely made it work. It was an acting job, like Dave Schofield said, like Joe Nedney back in 2002. Well, 2003, because it was the playoffs. 20 years of that. Wow. 20 years since Tommy Gunn. Wow. Man, I'm getting old. But no, it it was the classic WWE misunderstanding. But here's the thing. In the WWE, they don't look at the highlight tape and say, oh, okay, I get it. I see it. Make it Fitzpatrick is. He's going to look at it. And he's going to turn around. And he's going to go ahead and look at uh, Cam Hayward and said, hey, sorry I gave you crap. I get it now. Because Cam's like, I didn't do anything. It's almost like me when I was eight. Or me when I was 12. Or me when I was 16. Or me when I was 21, or me yesterday, but I didn't do anything. I mean, but it was true. Cam did not do anything. Cam knows better, and Cam wasn't doing it. Cam got caught. It's not that he got played, he got caught. Most of the time, you try to pull that stuff on a rookie, but Cam was the one there, or a hothead player, a player that you think would fall into that trap. Cam's not going to fall in the trap, but it's not Cam who got got. It was the referee that actually got got. Stupid. Just absolutely stupid. Almost cost you that football game. And it wasn't the Pittsburgh Steelers that did it. It was the ultimate professional wrestling. It was Ted DiBiase, the million-dollar man. That's why Wang's got a Wang. Harbs is such a... Oh, man, I can't stand that guy. To me, really, look, Dave Schofield said yesterday it was a brilliant move by by Harbaugh. But you know what? If that's the way you got to win, no thank you. That's not the, that is not clean winning. That's a weird kind of cheating. Oh, gosh, give me a break. Freaking Harbs man, I'm trying not to cuss because then I'd have to go edit it out. But I have those I have those responsibilities and those skills that I can do that. But man, Harbs drives me crazy. That's why this is sweeter. I cannot stand that guy. Do I think he's a good coach? Yeah, I think he's a good coach. I think he's an amazing coach. I think he's a Hall of Fame coach. Makes me hate him even more. But if Bill Belichick and John Harbaugh were on fire. I would race across the street to pee on Belichick to let him out. And then I'd go get an Arnold Palmer smoothie of sheets. Okay, that's that's a little crazy, but man, I'm fired up. Harbs gets me fired up. And the Steelers won, and I'm still fired up. I'm still man, I went to bed pissed, even though I was elated. I was pissed about that play still gosh good thing i didn't have to drive home with dave Schofield for five hours in the snow well good thing dave didn't have to do that because he would have heard me complaining about it oh you know what i'm not mad though scoreboard scoreboard look at it scoreboard 16 13 all right let's talk about btsc and the staff picks Everybody but one picked the Pittsburgh Steelers. Everybody but one. It was Bradley Locker. Bradley, a fine analyst here at BTSC. He went with Ravens 24, Steelers 20. Tony with his, uh, gosh, Tony Defio is getting crazier than me with the the high scores. 31 to 17, Steelers winning. But I've got to give props to these three guys. Kyle Kreiss, from what Ian's talking about, came very close with 16 to 14. Dave Schofield, 16 to 12. But Shannon White wins. One of my partners on the Hangover. Check us out later wherever you download your favorite podcasts. For the Hangover, Steelers 16, Ravens 13. He got it on the nose. Wow! And you know Shannon, Shannon will be talking about it. He'll be patting himself on the back, which he should. Give him credit for that. Now then, you've got my bold and bizarre predictions, and it's something that I like to do every single week. I'm getting less stupid with them, but I I like some idiotic stuff in there here and there for fun. So let's go ahead and look at this. The playoff scenario holds true as the Jets and the Dolphins lose to keep playoff hopes alive in Pittsburgh. Ding! I got that one right. Kenny Pickett goes 23 of 35 with one scoring toss. He got the scoring toss, but he was 15 of 27. So I was off eight on both catches and attempts. I was off by eight. It's still a victory, though, because of that touchdown pass. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, that's Dumb and Dumber, too, isn't it? Well, wow, a lot of Dumb and Dumber today. Pat Fryermuth catches 10 balls to lead the Steelers in receptions. Eh, eh. Well, you know what? I can actually say that Pat Fryermuth tied for the lead in receptions. So I was partially right, but he only had three on six targets. Steven Sims had three receptions as well. And Jalen Warren had three receptions. As far as receiving yards, Pat Frymith led the team with 36. Deontay Johnson had the most targets, though, and they were seven. He got two for 35 yards. Still, I, I still thought it was a good day by the receivers. They did what they needed to do when they did it. They got the opportunities. They took advantage of their opportunities. I didn't think they were bad at all. George Pickens catches six balls on seven targets. Incorrect, two for four. He had one of the prettiest catches I've ever seen. Deontay Johnson leads the team in targets again, which he, yes, he did, and finally gets into the end zone to celebrate the score and National Polar Bear Swim Day. DJ 18 strips off his jersey and game pants and jumps in an invisible inflatable kiddie pull and then score. So that didn't happen. All right. Man, I was off on this one. I'm usually great on Najee Harris. I do well with his yards. I had him gaining 55 yards on the ground. Double that and add one. He had 111. Oh, my gosh. I love being wrong sometimes. That's so sweet. Also scored a touchdown on a fourth-quarter run. Did not score a touchdown on a fourth-quarter run. He... Scored a touchdown on a fourth quarter reception. Steelers get two sacks, one by T.J. Watt and another by Levi Wallace. Levi Wallace did not get the sack. T.J. Watt did. They got one sack. It was a big one, too. T.J. TJ, being T.J. That guy is just absolutely amazing. I think this is my vote for Steeler MVP. Make a Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick and Devin Bush intercept Tyler Huntley. There's only one turnover. It was Minka Fitzpatrick icing the game with that interception. Minka is the man. He's my vote for MVP of this team. You can make a case that TJ Watt is the MVP of this team. Really can. Missing all those games and coming back and what they do when he's there. Incredible. Steelers rushing defense fares better than they did week 14 against the run, but still surrender 145 yards to the Baltimore rushing attack. No, they, they did better than that. 120, 120 to the Ravens. Ah, yes. And the Steelers get two touchdowns and two field goals on the day. Incorrect. But the second boss kick happens with 45 seconds left to go ahead. Now they got a, a touchdown instead with around 56 seconds left, maybe. The Justin Tucker factor still comes to play as John Harbaugh sends his kicker out to attempt an 84-yard field goal. <laughs> it falls short by a yard, and the Steelers prevail 20-19. to I would not be surprised if Tucker tried an 84-yard field goal. That guy's that damn good, too. I hate him. I hate him just because he's not with dealers. (laughs) That was my bold and bizarre predictions. As you know, every week, one of my favorite things to do here is over under. We do this with the preview. We do it every week. And we've been doing it all year long. It is a tight one. Going in, I am leading. And this is inexplicable to me. Because I'm adult compared to Dave Schofield, compared to Jeff Hartman. I'm getting lucky in some of these. I have 62. Dave has 58. Jeff's in second with 59. But that's really close. It could change. Will it change this week? We are about to see. Cue the music. I don't have the good music like Jeff Hartman does, so I can't. Najee Harris, we said he had 111 yards. The line was 67.5. Dave took the over. Jeff and I took the under. Dave with the early lead and the points. Deontay Johnson, 60.5 receiving yards. We all took the over. We were all wrong. No points for us. He had 35. DJ receptions for touchdowns, 0.5. Jeff was the only one that took the under, said that he wasn't going to do it. Dave and I thought he was going to do it. Jeff gets that point. Sacks of Baltimore quarterbacks, 1.5. The boys, Dave and Jeff, thought that they were going to do a little bit better than that. I said, nah, it's only going to be one in this situation, even though I predicted two on Bold Bazaar. doesn't matter. I took the under. I get the point. Baltimore team rushing yards. Wow, this was crazy because Dave and I took the over. Jeff took the under. Jeff gets the point because the line was 125.5. And Baltimore only had 120 rushing yards, like we mentioned before. Defensive takeaways, 1.5. I took the over thinking they were going to get two. Dave and Jeff with the under, they get the points. The Steelers had one. Quarterbacks to play in this game, 2.5. This harkens back to three weeks ago when Dave would have had an extra point if he would have went ahead. He suggested it, but then wouldn't make the pick. Here we go, under. Jeff and I went under, we get the points, Dave went over. He had to, he had no choice. The spread was 35. We all took the Steelers, so we all get a point there. But the only one getting a point is Dave with the under. He had under 35, and I had a total of 39 points. Jeff had 37. So Jeff Dave gets that point. Jeff gets the win, though. Five on the week for Jeff. Dave in a close second with four. Oop, man, had a bad week. Because you had a bad week. It's always a bad week. Brian Anthony Davis. Three. I only had three. So let's look at the updated standings. I hold on to a slim lead at 65. Jeff Hartman at 64. Dave Schofield at 62. It's happening, my friends. It is definitely happening. We are going to have, hopefully, not the conclusion of this next week. Hopefully, there's more games than that. That would be absolutely amazing. I got to tell you, I'm still elated. I need to go catch my breath. I need to drink something fizzy, a nice Dr. Pepper, maybe. Not Dr. Pepper Zero anymore. That stuff makes me crazy. Makes me, oh, makes me hurt too. But with that being said, it is time to get on out of here. Make sure you check out this morning's episode of Let's Ride. It was Winners and Losers, a happy episode. Go back and check out the post game show with. Dave Schofield and myself last night. That was an absolute blast. Great shows over the weekend. You can check those out. Don't forget about tonight. Another hangover. I will be back this week with Tony and Shannon. We are going to have the Fix Boys. Yes. Andrew and Jeremy Betts. You're going to have them tomorrow. You're going to have a, uh, actually, you're going to have an Ohio State and a Michigan fan, both crying probably for about 40 minutes about that game. Those two games and the fact that they're no longer in the hunt. And then when they're done doing that, no, they're not going to do that. I'm kidding. Listen to the show. It's a great, 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 great show. I love that show. And then don't forget Jeffrey Benedict with The Cutting Room Floor. This has been Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. And as always, I am apologizing for nothing.